Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Stacy Hyland. Stacy, you are a business optimizer coach, and you are found on the web at stacyhyland.com. You're a former vice president of consulting for Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes Business Mastery. So we have that in co- well, I, not in common, but I have some connections through the business mastery world. But Stacy, thank yes. you so much for joining us. Oh, excited to be here, Josh. It's great to be here. Yeah, for sure. So go ahead and let us know from a high level what you do. Yeah, what I do is I help entrepreneurs add a zero to their business without the hustle. And, you know, that came about because when I was in sales, selling B2B before, like back in the day, um, my dad passed away and my dad died at the age of 56. And when he passed away, it was like he hadn't done any of the things on his bucket list. He hadn't done, you know, the vacations with the family. He, He was always working and hustling to get to the next level. And so it really made me evaluate at that point, what do I want to do? And at the same time, I was helping my clients through a very consultative sales process, increase their sales instead of just selling them stuff. One of my clients doubled her sales just from you know me selling her stuff and helping her optimize her business. And so that's when I started looking at, okay, what do I want to do? And what kind of impact do I want to make on the world? And it really for me, was the beginning of my mission to give entrepreneurs back to their family so that they could grow without, you know, missing all the important occasions with their family members. Wow. So what are the uh, tenets of how you work with folks and and how you're able to um, increase revenues? Yeah. So in the add a zero without the hustle system, what we do is we look at all the different areas that you need to optimize. So the first area is hidden profits. And hidden profits came about actually through business mastery. I, um, at the very first business mastery, um, a gentleman stood up and said to Tony, this, this was at the beginning of the recession, the last recession. And the guy stood up and said to Tony, I've tried everything and nothing works. And Tony, you know, can you imagine saying that to Tony Robbins? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he tried everything. And so Tony said, well, what have you tried? And he said, well, I've tried, you know, one or two things. And Tony said, well, okay, that's not everything. Like how many times did you try those things? And the guy said, well, I tried a few times. And Tony said to him, well, what I'm hearing is you, you've tried a few things a few times, but then you, then you gave up what happened. And he said, well, I didn't have enough time. I didn't have enough resources with employees and budget to, to market. And so Tony said, have you ever seen somebody that's come to this country with less than you that Mm. has, you know, succeeded at a higher level than you. And the guy said, yeah, you know, you'd see them in entrepreneur magazine and, you know, Forbes. And he said, well, what is the difference? And he said, 
the difference is, is that they were more resourceful than you. Mm. So that's how the hidden profits came about is I started thinking because of the recession, how can I help my clients be more resourceful with what they already have in their business and find these hidden profits that, that they don't see. So for example, one of them, one of my clients came to me, it was one of our very first coaching sessions. And he said, Stacy, um, I have to cancel. And I said, you know, people don't usually cancel their calls. And mm-hmm. I said, what's going on? And he said, I just had a hundred thousand dollar sale. And I was like, this is great. You know, <laughs> I was ready to do my happy dance with him. And he said, no, it's not a happy dance moment. And I said, well, how can this not be a happy dance moment? And he said, well, because this $100,000 sale was a prior client that has been buying from my competitor for the last seven years. So this became known as the $700,000 mistake. And these are things like in the hidden profits of looking at, okay, here's this client that's been buying somewhere else for seven years. What if instead of waiting for the client to come back, what if we did a come on back strategy and reactivated Mm. those clients that have moved on, have gone to your competitors or decided to do things on their own and put that strategy into place? Because a lot of times I know you work with B2B clients and a lot of B2C companies are doing reactivation on a regular, you know, Uh, the dentist, right? They'll send you the postcard. They'll call you. They'll send you another postcard. They will get you in that door because they know people don't like to come to the dentist. Mm. But what I find is a lot of B2B people really don't take advantage of some of these strategies that you can really increase your cash flow very quickly by reactivating past clients that already like, know, and trust you, but might have you know, moved on for one reason or another or just forgotten about you. Wow. Well, that's certainly a great idea. Is that um, is that very common? So when you sit down with a business owner, your job is to find those kind of those hidden opportunities. And, and I'll just tell you that it's it's very easy to miss, uh, you know, things that are maybe a little bit side out of our peripheral um, when we're in our business, because we kind of just get into our groove and, and uh, you know, someone with you know, from an outside perspective, yet knowing best practice can be incredibly valuable. Yeah, because I find what happens is that people, like you said, they get in their tunnel vision of like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're focusing on driving new revenue. We're focusing on bringing in new sales reps. We're bringing in, you know, new marketing on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever channel they decide that they're working on. And they're not looking at all that hidden profit that they have that's right there in their business without doing any more marketing or advertising. Um, I recently wrote a book. It's going to be coming out in the fall, Hidden Profits, More Clients and Cash. It goes through Mm. all of these profit points that you can find in your business that, that, you know, because people are always looking for that magic bullet. They're not looking at how can I mine the revenue that's already there from all the hard work I've already done. Mm. Yeah, I think about that. I think we just added up like our total number of clients. It's it's north that we've ever had for up my influence, and it's north of like six, seven hundred people. And um, you know, when you think about that, even though you're not doing business already, one thing that you've got with those people is familiarity in a relationship. 
Like for whatever reason, it didn't make sense for them to keep doing business at the time. But that doesn't mean that they don't like you. Um, and sometimes I think as business owners, we take that as a rejection. It means they don't like me. <laughs> and it's and it's like, look, they already they there's already the familiarity to begin with. You don't even have to go through all that stuff, uh, which right. in sales, I think, is is the hardest you know, thing to get through is, you know, just building a relationship of no like, and trust first. Um, and then, you know, that, you know, just starting a new relationship, starting a new sales relationship is it, there's a lot of work to it. Yeah. And I mean, if think of yourself, like somebody asks for some kind of referral or recommendation and you're, you're like, okay, I know a guy, right? I know a guy who does that or a woman that does that. And you're racking your brain. Like, who was that that helps people with that? And you're like, what's the name of that place? And if you're not staying on top of them with your marketing, they're not thinking of you, that you're way back there in their head. So if you have already worked with them in the past, it doesn't mean that they wouldn't do business with you again if you gave them a good reason to come back. Mm. Um, one of my clients, it's funny because she's not in um, B to B. She's in B to C. But what happened was, she, she decided to, to reactivate her weight loss clients in December, which is the worst month ever to, to reactivate weight loss. So the reason why I'm giving you this example is that a lot of times people think, oh, it's not a good time. It's, you know, the Christmas season, or it's not a good time because it's summer or whatever. Don't let those false constraints stop you from like reaching out and making an offer to the people that are already on your list to come back. So some people might say, Stacy, well, I mean, I'm emailing my list. I, you know, I don't know what else I should be doing. Yeah, well, it's that's a good point. I think email now, it, I mean, obviously you need to dig deeper into looking at your deliverability. You need to look at your open rates, you know, the click-through rates and all that. But I think what happens is that personal touch, sometimes it's that personal touch that really helps. Like, um, using some of the video software that's out there really easily, using a voice messaging and just say, hey, Bob, you know, I see that you're blah, 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 you know, refer to something that they're doing on LinkedIn, let them know that, that you're seeing them and what they're up to and say, you know, I had an idea for you. Let's let's jump on, on the phone, you know, or have your sales team look at, all right, who are all our past clients? Who are our best clients? You know, from working with Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins, they talk about the dream 100 a lot. And so when you're reactivating or doing the come on back strategy, the first step I always tell people is to look at who do you want to come back, right? Because you want the top 20% that are accounting for 80% of the revenue, instead of looking at those people that have been, you know, problem client, or they caused a lot of customer service issues or anything like that. And then look at having your staff go through and messaging the people you know, sending them a voice message on LinkedIn, sending them a video that's personalized, that goes a long way to, to actually getting back with somebody that you've worked with before, especially they feel like you've customized it. It feels personal, like versus, you know, you see the in-mail, the in-mail or you see your email. It's just like so many things. It's like delete, 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 delete versus something personal. You're like, oh, Josh sent me, Josh sent me a message. This is awesome. You know, and you send out video messages. You're really good with that. Yeah, it it, it definitely. So 
What might be some other things, I mean, in terms of like tactical ways of re-engaging with people, like what, what might this look like? Yeah, so the I like the video or the calls, like the voice messaging. And, and personal one-to-one. On one, one one. So here's, yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just want to share that because no, I think no, this no. is so critical is that, you know, when I get a, an email, the very first thing I look at is like, well, I know who this person is. And so I'm like, is this one to many or is this one to one? If it's one to many, I'm just going to delete it. I'm too busy. Um, if it's one to one, I'm not going to be a jerk. <laughs> you know, right, gonna, right. And that's what I look for. Yeah. And that's why like going on their LinkedIn, going on their Facebook, going on their Instagram, finding some things that it's like, Hey, I saw your, your, your daughter just won their soccer tournament. That's fantastic. Or I saw you guys just went on vacation or I saw you just launched this new product, but like actually make a reference to what they're doing right now. So it seems like you're engaged with them as opposed to just like, Hey, buy my stuff. Right. Because that's not attractive to say like, Hey, I'm reaching out to you. Just buy my stuff. No, you need to have some interest in them as a person as well. One of the things that if you have a sales team or depending if you're doing the sales work yourself is to go and engage with them on social media also before you even reactivate them. So it's not just like, oh, you're coming out of the blue. Go like some of their stuff on LinkedIn. Go comment, go share their stuff. Actually have interest in them as a person. Now, you did Dream 100. So um, you did the business mastery. You were a presenter Mm -hmm. there. And so, you know, the dream 100 strategy that yeah. Chet Holmes, I was so lucky to be working with him. If you haven't read the ultimate sales machine, go grab that book. It's awesome for anybody watching. Um, but what it is, is like, how do you get through the marketing clutter to reach those people? And one of the things that we've done is send lumpy mail, right? So everybody's like, oh, do internet marketing, do all of these things that are bulk. Versus what about sending somebody something in the mail that they're like, you've sent direct mail pieces, right? You even send a postcard to me as someone being on your podcast (laughs) to let me know like, hey, you're a real person, which was awesome. I love that. So with my clients, like, for example, one of my clients in the logistics industry has gone from six to eight figures, right? We've done that by being really clear on what's that segment of the market that he wants. Like, who are his dream clients? And then we've sent lumpy items. So we've sent them a funny pen. We've sent them barbecue rub. We've sent them a football. So you can do the same thing to reactivate. One of the things that um, we've sent as a reactivation thing is a round to it. Have you ever seen a round to it? No. So they're, they're funny. You can Google it. It's, it's, you know how people say, well, I'll do that when I get around to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so you send that, you send them this little coin and it says round to it on it. And then on the back, it says, I know you said that you would do this thing that you've been putting off when you got around to it. Well, here it is. And so that's something funny that you can send to somebody of like, Hey, I know you said you were going to launch your, you know, Facebook ads, or you were going to invest in this or whatever, when you got around to it, well, here's your round to it. Love to get on the phone. Um, some of the other things we've done is buy people coffee, you know, send them a gift certificate to Starbucks, but mm-hmm. all things that are like getting their attention, showing that you care about them one-to-one to get them to come back into your world and do business with you again. Yeah. It's just, you know, reopening that conversation. How do we know if we're just being cheesy and 
Uh, I mean, cheesy in a bad way, cheesy in a good way, you know, whatever, (laughs) you know, that's, that's that if it's on brand, cool. Um, But I guess what I'm worried about is people go, oh, it just feels like a bribe, like, but not, you know, yeah. That's a good question. So, yeah, so that's a good question. And I think I've seen some other people do Dream 100 that do use it as a bribe right? They're buying them a really nice planner or they're sending them something that's like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks and, you know, getting really like, here's this high-end thing. And when you do that, that comes across as a bribe. Now, one of the things that Chet always said was these should cost you like a dollar or less, right? And so we're sending things and, you know, you might go a little bit more than that. We have sent, and I don't have it here because I'm at my lake house right now, but we have sent a pen that has a bobble head on the top with this really fluffy hair with a crazy smile. My client has gotten into fortune 500 companies with this crazy pen, mm-hmm. right? Because you're doing something that sticks out. He literally went to this client billion dollar company and they were sitting in the conference room and he said, why, like, what made you take my appointment? What made you meet with me here in person? And the guy had this pen and he slams it down on the desk. And he said, this, you guys kept sending me these things. And so I was like, if anybody is this persistent in their marketing, they're going to, they're going to be that persistent in helping me and, you know, paying that attention to detail. So I would say do things that are creative, but one of the things that we do in the ad is zero without a hustle is look at how to move you from, from being a commodity to being strategic and becoming a couture brand. So to give you an example with that client that's in logistics, logistics is one of those commodity things, right? And I think a lot of companies are finding themselves in a commodity space now. Like people are buying on price, they're comparing prices, mm-hmm. they're like, send me a quote, send me a quote. And so what we did is because he was a boutique level brand competing against hundred million dollar companies, billion dollar logistics companies, we had to get creative. So what we looked at is if you looked at his perfect clients who are B2B clients that were between 300 and $800 million, right? Those people, we looked at what was their pain? What was like, what was keeping them up at night? What was driving them crazy? What was costing them problems in their business? And then we looked at the flip side of that is what is the thing that they want? What do they want to move towards? You know, Tony Robbins says you do things for two reasons, to avoid pain mm-hmm. or to move towards pleasure, right? <laughs> so we looked at those things and then we looked at, all right, well, if this is their pain and this is what they want, how do I help them with that from a boutique company competing against all these big brands? And what we decided was that when companies used a logistics company, for example, if you were a high level company, you had you know, B2B sales are not overnight, right? So what happens is some of these clients were selling, you know, very expensive thing, equipment that would be a six month sale, a three year sale, a five year sale to get it into the hospital. But what would happen is when it was delivered to the hospital, it would go to crap, right? So what would happen is it would get stuck on the loading dock. It wouldn't be, you know, they'd shut down their whole diagnostics department in the hospital to get this piece of equipment delivered and take out the old one. And it wouldn't come on the day that they said it would be stuck in the hallway because they didn't have the right equipment. It wouldn't be put together. So what we looked at is instead of saying, let me quote you, let me position on price. 
which we're never going to beat that billion dollar, $100 million company. We said, let us help you make logistics a value add in your sales process. What if when you spent all this time and money marketing your sales team, training your sales team, getting that salesperson to get an appointment, they make the sale and now you're ticking off your customer, the very last touch you have in the sales process when it's mm. delivered. What if instead we make that a value add? What if that your client was so happy when their stuff was installed smoothly, when it when it was a super great process because yeah. they're used to logistics company be, being a train wreck. So that when he calls or emails or talks to people in the marketing, when we position it like that, it makes people say, hmm, okay, tell me more about that. How can this be, how can logistics be a value add in the sales process? So that's when we're looking at how can we be more strategic and like a couture solution instead of a commodity that people are shopping based on price. Stacy, when people go to your website, stacyhighland.com, um, how do they engage with you? Like how long do you typically work? How do you, uh, you know, what kind of budget should someone have if they want to work with you? Or how do you figure that out? Yeah, what we do is usually like on my website, you can schedule a free consult. And I'm very, I'm not a high pressure salesperson. I really want to work with my clients long term. So I, I joke with people. I said, when you sign up for coaching with me, you're, you know, if you sign up for six months or a year, that's great. But I'll have, you know, most of my clients stay with me five years, seven years. I have <laughs> clients that have been with me for 13 years. Mm. So it's because they're getting a return on investment that they're, you know, they're spending the money, but it's coming back to them in multiples. So, um, you know, the average client I would say stays with me for at least three to five years. And like I said, some are much longer term, but most people they're spending, you know, 30 to $50,000 to, to invest in the coaching and, and start to look at how we can optimize their marketing, their sales process and all of that to get more clients and also have the freedom that you want to enjoy that. When somebody goes to your website, what what would you recommend the first thing they click on or how do they kind of take the next step in their relationship with you? Yeah, I would just book a call and get on the phone and let's let's look at your business. Let's look at, you know, what sets you apart in the marketplace. What are some of the challenges that you're having that are keeping you from reaching that next level that you have? Because what you had said earlier, right, is that we're, we get so laser focused that we can't even see some of the things that we have that we can make a quick, you know, tweak and it increases your sales exponentially. So not everything needs to be a hard slog of launching a new thing and, you know, creating a new campaign. It can be very simple and easy to, to make some of these things that'll really help make a difference. Um, that people can just really see um, how they can do this with, Still having like my my clients say, you know, I can still go golfing once a week. I can <laughs> still one of my clients said to me during the pandemic, he said, um, Stacy, he said, I see my friends who have a hundred million dollar company. And he said, That guy, his family, like they don't even want anything to do with them. Mm. And he said, I'm so happy. Like I've gotten to 10, you know, to eight figures. And he said, I was able to take my daughter to a retreat out, you know, to my ranch for the weekend, like take a few days off when she needed some help during that coronavirus. And that he said, that is so worth it to be able to build a business in a sustainable fashion for your life as well. 
but I'm happy to talk to anybody that wants a little bit of support. Stacy Highland, business optimizer coach. You are found on the web at Stacy highland.com that's stacy with an e s s t a c e y h y l e n.com stacy right. thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me josh and everybody remember don't just learn implement everything you listen to on this podcast cuz it's really going to make a difference for you guys Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.